Firstly, tell us how we got from pitching the idea to getting to go on this trip. Yeah, so the story all starts out June, July time last year, where the company put their journey of a lifetime competition forward. And myself and a group of colleagues that I've worked with brainstormed an idea and we um, decided that our journey of a lifetime would be to go to Everest Base Camp. But we also wanted to do something for the charity that we've partnered up with this year, which is the NSPCC. And rather than just raise some money, we decided we wanted to give an activity weekend as a bit of a thank you to uh, young children that have been supported by the NSPCC and then have gone back to volunteer in these support centres. So we decided that we would take them to the Peak District. So some of these young children have never left the towns that they've sort of been raised in but were born in. And uh, we're going to take them to the Peak District and then put on a day of uh, high ropes, archery, go-karting and just a load of fun events as as a bit of a reward. And then as part of that, they'll be creating um, prayer flags, which they'll work down their own sort of hopes and wishes and dreams on these prayer flags, all linked back to the Tibetan traditions. And then we're going to take these prayer flags with us up to base camp a couple of weeks after. Excellent. So the stuff that's happening before is kind of like a warm-up act, if you like. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's, it's just uh, it's just our way of, of saying a bit of a thank you for these children that have gone back and volunteered their time back in these support centres. You talk about the pitching of the idea. How pleasing was it to see off the competition, if you like, and convince your employers that this journey was the one for them? Oh, it was, it was brilliant. It was, it was uh, two of my colleagues that I work with that actually went in and, and did the final presentation. And yeah, it was, we, we were all on tenterhooks waiting. But there was actually only seven of us in the original group that got put forward that went into the final. And, and when we found out that we won, we also got told that because the original competition was open to up to 10 employees, that we had three spaces, so we could invite another three people. So we actually decided that we were going to invite two girls from one of the other teams that entered into the final and then another gentleman from one of the other teams that was in the final. So it was great, actually. A good example of some of the household values and and it was great to get some of the other people that weren't successful involved in the team as well. And another thing you've been doing recently, I believe you went to Snowden recently. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so we went to Snowden uh, a few weeks ago when we were we were actually there the day before Greg James from Radio 1 climbed up the mountain and the weather was uh, it was it was quite bad there was a lot of snow and ice and I'd say about 50% of the people that we saw um, actually turned around and, and went back down because it was quite dangerous in places but luckily enough we had a, a mountain rescue guide who uh, who now actually worked for Halford um, and he gave up his weekend to come and support us and to help us navigate through some of the uh, slightly more challenging parts of it really good to to do a walk with the whole team and uh, give us a bit of an insight onto what the uh, trip will be like sort of been the uh, tip of the iceberg so to speak with all the training that's been happening over recent months very good turn of phrase there as well so we talked <laughs> we talked about some of the challenges that you're going to face when you go out to the everest base camp how are you preparing for them so uh, for me a lot of it's been uh, been been training so uh, last year it was it was all around my fitness so got back into my running again and I'm really keen cyclist so I've been doing a lot of that and then since the new year I've switched it up into sort of more longer distance walking so hills can be a bit of a challenge around Cambridge so I spent a bit of my time down in the chalk pits in Cherry Hinton and the Gog Magogs as well just try, trying to find as much as many hills as possible so that, that's been the, the majority of my training and the, the one thing that obviously we can't sort of trained for is altitude sickness so I know that's a big weight on on my mind and and the rest of the team as well. 
Yeah, because that's one of the many things that you, you certainly will face up there as well, as well as sort of sub-zero temperatures and, you know, sort of uneven ground, if you like, as well. But how do you cope with heights yeah. and the cold generally? Not too bad. I'm okay at heights. I'm, I'm not a fan of bungee jumping or anything like that. And uh, But no, heights in general, I think I'll be okay. And uh, and, and again, the cold, I've done uh, did a quadruple in Scotland a few years ago where we swam across a lock. And uh, so I've had a few experiences in cold conditions. But yeah, like you say, on an evening, it is going to be sub-zero temperatures. So we'll certainly be uh, wrapped up warm in a sleeping bag that's for sure and how long will you be out there for and, and when do you set off we fly out on the 14th of april and then the actual trek itself uh, we've gone for a slightly extended one so i think it's a 19 day trek and then um, work have been good enough to allow us a few days extra when we finish so that we can explore Kathmandu while we're out there. And in terms of what you're doing out there, there's going to be a lot of trekking involved, there's going to be a lot of, you know, the things that you would do in a sort of adventure like that, but what else will you be doing out there? For example, you're going to be sort of meeting some of the people there and doing some of the work? Yes, I'm really hoping on our way up uh, there's quite a few monasteries and I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity to visit some of the monasteries and, and meet some of the monks as well. So it's from some of the research I've done, they sound like a, a really friendly and, and it'll be great to sort of immerse myself in their sort of culture while we're up there. And a few of us in the group have also talked on our way back down because there is a bit of a, a, a litter issue up at Everest because of the amount of people that have started sort of trekking in the region. So we sort of said that on our way back down, we all, as a group, we all want to uh, collect a load of litter on our way back down and bring it down just to sort of do our bit while we're up there. And how excited are you about the adventure? Massively, massively. I, th- I think the uh, the name of the, the competition, sort of journey of a lifetime, sort of sums it up, really. Probably not going to get the opportunity to do something like it again. And, and also the fact that we're raising money for for the NSPCC and giving those children a, a, a sort of a, a weekend away as well. And also the flags that they make will be up at base camp. So it's it's sort of got a load of extra layers to it. So yeah, it's fantastic. And we talked earlier on about Nepal as well as a country. I mean, it's a beautiful country from the pictures I've seen of it as well. But they do advise not trekking on out there alone. And there are potentially earthquakes as well. Just how much reading up have you had to do on the country before going? Because obviously the Foreign Office put a lot of stuff about foreign countries on their website as well. So have you been sort of having a look through guides and getting a feel for what you can expect? Yes, yeah, and actually Halford's had to uh, do a bit of research first just to make sure that they were sort of happy for us to go because there are some real challenges out there. I mean, uh, obviously, it's dangerous in itself trekking to base camp and, and uh, unfortunately, there are deaths on, on that trek. And even just flying out there, the uh, so you might have seen in the news, only last week there was a, another plane that crashed in uh, Kathmandu Airport. And then when we fly to Lukla, that is the world's most dangerous landing strip. So when you actually fly in to land, you can actually see the wreckages of old planes where they've missed the landing strip and actually flown into the side of a mountain. So, yeah, there there was a lot of research done and we had to uh, sort of weigh up the sort of risks in comparison to the sort of overall achievement but it's sort of uh, we're going to have to wait and see we've all got our fingers crossed that we're all going to uh, return home safely and in terms of the weekend as well you talked about the weekend that you're doing and the actual trek as well for the charity have you got anything else lined up to help the NSPCC along the way? Yeah so we've done um, a lot over the past few months um, to sort of help us raise money so we've got a £30,000 target and we're just creaked over halfway now we did a, a raffle uh, throughout all of our shops across the country for colleagues and customers and then we've done various different fundraising events within the support center i'm actually putting on a bingo night in a village pub in the next few weeks all to tr- all so we can try and hit our thirty thousand pounds target yeah i was going to ask you about the target as well thirty thousand pounds it's a lot of money and obviously it would do a lot of good for the charity how achievable is that do you think yes yeah, so like i said we're over halfway now and we're, we're all quite confident so, so when the team that won last year went away 
they actually got the majority of their donations while they're actually on their trip. So we're, we're, we're quite confident that we'll be able to hit that. And as a bit of a backup plan, we've all said that we will um, buy some different sort of souvenirs while we're out there. And then if, if we've still got some money left to achieve, when we come back, we'll have a bit of a silent auction across the business to, to try and drum up any uh, last remaining pounds we may need. And you talked about the experience as well. We've got a good idea of what's out there and what lies ahead. But how much do you think you'll learn from the experience and how much do you think you'll gain as well from such an incredible thing? Oh, massive amounts, massive amounts. And one, one thing that's already quite evident is the group of us have become really, really good friends throughout this process already. So we all knew each other and we were colleagues at work. But throughout all the different fundraising events that we've been doing and, and different sort of training walks, that's one thing that I've definitely taken away is just a, another great group of friends. But, but just immersing myself in the culture out there, I'm really looking forward to that. Just learn how they live um, in different parts of the uh, mountain range. Yeah, they often say when you go abroad, you know, it can often change your own perspective on things as well. So very best of luck with the challenge. It's an incredible thing. You're a lot braver than I am, I have to say. Have you got a page link as well that people can go onto and, and donate if they want to? Yes, if you um, go onto the Just Giving website, um, if you just search for my name, Will Burrows, um, then I, I believe I appear at the top and it will say Will Burrows, Journey of a Lifetime Everest. And that's my personal page. And within that page, there's also a link if you want to do a a generic donation to to the whole team as well excellent stuff well we wish you very very best of luck as well not long to go just a few weeks now until that uh, flight takes off but all the very best and thank you for joining me no thank you thank you for having me on and uh, i'll be quite sure to keep you updated